0: Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. It's Thursday the 22nd of December. In Your Squiz Today, Queensland police officers are honoured, Aus-China relations on the table, breaking an egg record and our favourite recipes of 2022. This is Your Squiz Today. There were sombre scenes as thousands gathered yesterday to farewell young constables Matthew Arnold and Rachel McCrow, who were the two Queensland police officers killed in the siege at Weambilla last week. Siobhan, the pair were remembered for being kind, caring people and excellent police officers during the state
1: memorial in Brisbane. Yeah, it was a huge event, Alice. The venue's 8,000 seat capacity was packed to the rafters with Matthew and Rachel's colleagues, friends and families and dignitaries, including PM Anthony Albanese, Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk and Federal Coalition leader Peter Dutton, all paying their respects. Commissioner Katarina Carroll also posthumously awarded the pair with the Queensland Police Valour Medal, which is the highest possible award for bravery. And for anyone who watched it on TV or saw clips on the news, it was an extraordinary moment for Queensland's history. Yeah, it was. And Rachel and
0: Matthew's friends and colleagues also spoke at the service. Senior Constable Melissa Gibson told mourners that Rachel was simply one of a kind and could light up any room on the darkest of days. She also said Rachel had the purest of
1: souls and the warmest of hearts. That was her quote. Yes, and Matthew's friend, Senior Sergeant Laura Harris, gave a similar sentiment, saying he was a hero who found his calling as a police officer and who was always a great protector for his siblings and loved ones. There was also a guard of honour following the service, which stretched for a kilometre and a half as the coffins passed by, with bagpipers playing as police officers with their horses, dogs, cars, boats, and motorbikes all came out in tribute. And Alan Dare, who was the neighbour who was also shot
0: and killed during the attack, will be farewelled in a service tomorrow. And as for the police investigations, they're still ongoing. There's been questions asked over whether Gareth Train, who ran a YouTube channel to share his extremist views, was on the radar of authorities And the Queensland Police Union is also currently looking into buying the property where the attack took place. They want to use it as a memorial site for Matthew and Rachel. Our foreign minister, Penny Wong, has spent her first full day in China, Siobhan. It's part of the federal government's efforts to thaw diplomatic tensions with the country.
1: Yeah, so Wong says it's very good to be in China after quite a long time between visits. Now, that's because this is the first official trip by an Aussie minister to China in three years. She met with her Chinese counterpart, Wang Yi, and advocated for a range of things, including resolving trade. Blockages which are currently impacting 20 billion dollars worth of Aussie exports. She also raised human rights concerns for the Uyghur population, Tibet, and Hong Kong, and expressed concern over the ongoing detention of Aussie journalist Cheng Li and writer Dr. Yang Heng Jun. Now, there were no concrete actions that came out of the discussions, but they do, as you say, show a further easing of tensions with Beijing. And while we're talking about
0: international relations, it's also worth mentioning that Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is visiting Washington, D.C. today. It's his first overseas trip since the Russian invasion began, and he's expected to address Congress as well as meeting with U.S. President Joe Biden at the White House. It's probably not that surprising to many, but the Taliban has taken away more rights from Afghanistan's girls and women, Siobhan. They've now closed higher education off to them indefinitely.
1: Yes, so most secondary schools shut to girls soon after the Taliban took control last year. In universities, classrooms were gender segregated with female students taught by female professors or older men only. Then restrictions on subjects like veterinary science, engineering, economics and agriculture were implemented, which stopped women from taking those courses. And now, just three months after thousands of Afghan women sat their university entrance exams, they've been completely excluded. And in response to all of this, Western nations have made women's
0: access to education in afghanistan a condition to formally recognizing the taliban government the united nations also says it's deeply concerned over the developments a spokesperson from the un says a door closed to women's education is a door closed to the future of afghanistan A change of pace now, Siobhan. Elon Musk has finally responded after running a poll earlier this week, asking whether he should step down as the CEO of Twitter. And in case you missed the results, 17.5 million people voted and 57.5% of them said he should go.
1: Yes. So Musk says he will officially resign when he finds someone, quote, foolish enough to replace him. (laughs) But choosing a successor is proving difficult. Now, reports say there's various people in the mix, including Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey, former Facebook heavyweight Sheryl Sandberg, and Donald Trump's son-in-law slash former advisor Jared Kushner. And it's just the latest in a series of big changes at the company since his US $44 billion takeover in October. After firing half the workforce, there have been mass resignations, four class action lawsuits and dozens of other legal complaints by former staff. Yeah, they all follow
0: claims that women, parents and those with disabilities were unfairly targeted by the layoffs and also claims that the companies tried to dodge making redundancy payments. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Siobhan, way, way back in 2019, <laughs> a stock image of an egg was posted on Instagram. It was an attempt to beat Kylie Jenner's baby announcement by getting the most likes on a post in Instagram's history.
1: Yes, and the egg won with a massive 35 million likes in one It was quite incredible. It now has 55.7 million Instagram likes, but it's been cracked with a series (laughs) of victory shots posted by footballer Lionel Messi after Argentina's World Cup final win on Monday morning, which have gained 65 million likes. So it turns out more Instagrammers prefer football to eggs there's so many pun opportunities on this story Siobhan (laughs) (laughs) I know
0: I took a couple (laughs) it's the latest of many records that Messi claimed during the world cup though he broke five world cup related Guinness world records in that final so it's fair to say he's done well in trying to nab himself the title the greatest of all time Siobhan, every week we recommend a different recipe in the Squiz Today podcast and newsletter. And we know it's something that squizzers love because we get loads of feedback on it. So as a Chrissy gift to you, we've collated all our favourites from 2022 and put them in one place on the website. It's great timing if you're like me and are looking for some last minute cooking inspo for Christmas.
1: Oh, yes. So a couple of my favourites on that list are the brie and caramelised onion bread, which I could eat by myself, (laughs) and the banana, brandy and butterscotch trifle. Yum. Oh, delicious.
0: I also have the tomato and burrata tagliatelle on high rotation at my house. So if you're keen to have a look at our recipe roundup, I'll pop a link to it in the episode notes today. And also just a quick reminder that the latest Squiz Shortcuts episode is, out. It's the last for 2022. Claire and Kate are talking about the biggest forgotten news stories of the year. You can find Squish Shortcuts in your podcast app now and I'll also link to it in the episode notes. And that wraps us up for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow.